Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report on 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and alongside me, as usual, every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, the Nugster Greg. Greg, how's it going, buddy? Good, good. How are you doing? Oh, man, it's amazing. Just fresh off of uh, last night's New England Pro Wrestling Fan Fest. I was up there with Mario Mancini up in Providence, Rhode Island. It was the most amazing time I ever had. I got pictures on Facebook. I got interviews. Uh, the, it was just like the who's who of wrestling there. I mean, we had Jimmy Snooker, Greg Valentine, Kelly Kelly, Lita, Goldberg, the list goes on and on. And it was, it was like I said, I've been involved in wrestling for a long time, and it's the most, it was the most amazing time I ever had. We're looking forward to going again next year. Yes, and, it's necessary, as you said, we're going to try and have our own little booth. Right. We're going to have our own little booth there next year. I saw one of the, uh, one of the family members from PWPR there, Blind Tag, was there. We got, uh, we're going to probably get hooked up with them next year and do something. But uh, I want to thank Mario Mancini for a tremendous time. We went up there together and it was amazing. And if you people ever get a chance to check it out, you know, the Fan Fest is definitely the place to be. We had the dinner, we had the Hall of Fame ceremony. And it's just something that was my first one. And I'm definitely getting ready to go back again next year. Well, good. Excellent. Excellent. So, but we got some big news to talk about right now in uh, the world of pro wrestling. Okay. We got, we got the pay-per-view coming up. Yes. On so, the 19th, I believe. Yeah, a few weeks away still. Yeah, I uh, really haven't got any uh, word as to how many matches that they have right now. but uh, Well, we do know one match, and that's Brock Lesnar, um, Seth Rollins. And anywhere that I have actually looked up any information, it's still teasing that it's going to be a ladder match. They haven't officially announced, right. but... Well, I mean, I'd rather, at least you're going to see something more than a triple threat. Right. So that'll, uh, you know, anything more than a triple threat is a, is a big plus for a WWE pay-per-view. It is in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, Randy Orton will be there. Right, right. More likely against Sheamus. But uh, word on the street is that Dolph Ziggler signed a new contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, he signed a uh, multi-year deal. Um, and uh, that ends all speculation as to, you know, what, what's, you know, happening with Dolph Ziggler. So, well, good. I, I, I was, you know, I thought maybe the story they were going to be going with was knowing that his contract was, you know, originally slated to be up in a few months. Um, Rusev is injured for a couple months. Um, I assume that they were just going to keep playing off with this Ziggler-Lana thing until Rusev came back and have Rusev brutalize him, and then he disappeared and went off into the sunset. Right. But now he's back, so 
Yeah, and uh, now I speaking of Rusev, I see um, what's her name? Summer Rae. Summer Rae has been uh, seen in the company of Rusev lately. Maybe uh, something's going to be going on with that in the in the near future. Uh, you never know. They uh, they very well could be setting up something maybe down the line where I mean I know back in you know months ago. Um, WWE had expressed interest in turning Lana into an actual, you know, diva, tech, maybe a wrestler uh, of some sort. Well, I was told that she can't compete. I guess some medical reasons or something. They had big, big um, breaking news on one of the WWE websites that says WWE diva no longer to compete in WWE, and it was Lana. It's like, well, I've never known Lana to compete to begin with. Right. But they were saying due to oh. some kind of medical reasons or something, she's not going to be in the active competition. Oh, but okay. You well, never know what, you know, maybe they'll just have, you know, the two of them just slap the shit out of each other outside the ring or something. Right. You know? um, but as far as the pay-per-view right now, they officially have five matches. Um, Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, Rollins versus Lesnar. Triple threat match, Ryback, Big Show, and The Miz. Okay. Um, the tag team titles, you know, primetime <laughs> players against The New Day, and then John Cena Owens for the United States Championship. Right. Those are the five announced matches. Um, you got to imagine they're going to get a Divas match in there one way, one how. But right. um, what that's going to be, I mean, right now, the, the Divas division is getting kind of stale. Yeah. So, they, you know, once again, as I spoke last week, I think they need to get some some of these girls from NXT up and get them involved. Yep. Well, supposedly the NXT champion is going to be making a couple of appearances either on Raw or SmackDown to get her up there. That's Sasha Banks. We, uh, Mr. Trivia, saw her a couple years ago when they had um, WrestleFest. Or, well, I think it was WrestleFest. Or... Um, Wrestle Jam, excuse me, Wrestle Jam at the uh, Wallingford Boys and Girls Club some years back. Knocked it off. She was wrestling on the card. She was back then. She was known as Mercedes KV. Ah. So very good talent. Hopefully she'll come up. Hopefully Charlotte Flair will come up. Uh, I've seen T and um, NXT quite a few times. They do have some talented divas in that division, and I think that would if they call them up. Yeah. They would definitely put a little more spark in the Divas division. Yeah. Well, because like you said, it's getting stale with Bella all the time. Um, Alicia Fox and right. Naomi and Paige. Well, the thing is, is they don't, they don't, I mean, maybe they're performing at house shows, but they're not performing on TV, which really need to perform. Right. You know, it's the same old Nikki Page or maybe, you know, you throw Brie in there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, you got to do more. Right. Um, but the dreaded six-letter word has bit the WWE again. Injury. Yes. Who now? Well, Eric Rowan. Right, Eric Rowan. They said four to six months? Yeah, four to six months, torn bicep. Yep. Um, it's, a, it's another hit. The tag team division. Kind of makes you wonder too, what's going on with a lot of these wrestlers? Why are they? Why are so many of them getting injured? I mean, you know, the, they were talking about building up a whole new Wyatt family with Bo Dallas, possibly the Ascension. Um, Rowan and Harper are back together. Well, now Rowan's hurt, but it kind of makes you wonder. You know, I mean, what 
what are these WWE stars doing to to get themselves injured so frequently? I mean, this is probably the first injury I've heard of where they're growing right. in a while, but it's a serious injury. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, you know, your favorite, Daniel Bryan, he, yeah. I don't know what his deal is. Well, that that's something that they have finally actually released a little bit of information about his injury, and it, it's severe post-concussion syndrome. Yeah. Um, complications due to concussions, and a lot of it sends back to that, you know, fight that he had with Sheamus, um, and just, you know, getting whacked around and just going full throttle. So, I mean, there is a, you know, I mean, concussion cost Troy Aikman to end his, his yep. football career. Exactly. So it is one of those things that they take very, very, very seriously, and you have to because um, I am pretty sure most people know a concussion is a bruise on your brain. It's not, oh, you bumped your knee. No, oh, I hit my – no, you bruise your brain, and your brain is very, very soft, and that's why we all have this very thick skull around our brain to protect it. So sometimes the damage from concussions is, you know, unrepairable. Right. So. Well, we're just hoping, you know, the best for Daniel Bryan. Uh, It really, I mean, it really puts his chances of coming back and competing uh, quite a bit lower now. Yep. But, um, you know, modern science nowadays, you know, know, maybe he can get in as a manager or, you know, he's working with Tough Enough, training the people in Tough Enough, and we'll just have to see uh, where that goes. You are listening to the Top Rope Report on 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio with the illustrious Mr. Trivia and the Nugs for Greg. Big news on TNA. I hear. A lot, week. Well, a lot of news on TNA. Take it away. Um, well, I guess we can go by saying the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. In TNA's eyes, the good, um, making a surprise reappearance at an impact taping was Jeff Jarrett. Mm, okay, I was actually going to say Vader. Out of nowhere, you know, he's got this global force wrestling thing that he's doing. Um, they've been doing shows before minor league baseball games. Right. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, he shows up. Um, to enter what they have is the King of the Mountain tournament. Right. Um, six or eight wrestlers. Which is what he originally started anyway, right. yeah. Right. My my thought on this is it's kind of like that old school surprise entrance into the Royal Rumble. Well, you know, you know he's you know he's there just to help boost ratings and get the crowd. I don't right. think they intend on him going any further than just that match. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's rumors circulating that he's in negotiations to buy TNA now from Dick Carter and combine that with Global Force Wrestling and, you know, kind of take back his company. Yeah, him and his dad originally started it anyway. Right. So it's not like... Uh... So just to say that's the point. <laughs> okay. The bad is the list of TNA, I'll say TNA, I won't say wrestling. Right. TNA stars that are leaving their roster. Um, Gunner, Magnus, James Storm, Mickey James, Austin Aries, Low Key have all left over the last couple of weeks. Um, Kurt Angle is missing time 
because he has he's a tumor in his neck that he's going to have to have surgically repaired. That's seven, you know. That's like the WWE losing. Well, Daniel Bryan, right? Randy Orton, um, Sheamus, Sheamus, Bray Wyatt. I yep. mean, not your your champion. But champion, they're big names. But yeah, all your qualified superstars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's. I mean, Titanic just hit the iceberg now. I know. Any and reason? Titanic is, is TNA. Any reason why they said it? I mean, is it no no attendance or? Now the ugly. Oh, okay. Paychecks are still being delayed. Wow. The company has a very, very, and it has to have a very, very severe financial issue. But I said Dixie Carter has more money than you can shake a stick at. Well, her, she comes from Muslim right. family. Okay? But you got to look at it two ways. Yeah, you have an investment into the company. The company makes money, okay, or loses money. You're not taking money out of your own pocket to replace that. That's not what, you know, a good business family do because then you're going to go broke with it. Right. You know, that's why you have your – that's why your companies turn into corporations. Corporations think your personal belongings don't get touched. And that's what's going on with this company. You know? Wow. You know, it's like the Mets. Wolfons have money that they can wipe their asses with $100 bills. But they won't spend more than eighty million dollars on the Mets because that's how much revenue the Mets can afford. Okay. So, I mean, hmm. days gone by are on people like George Steinbrenner who took his fortune right. and put it into the Yankees and kept that money into the Yankees. And you know, uh, he owns shipping yards. And you know what? I'm going to take that money and I'm going to, you know, have a two hundred eighty-five million dollar, you right. know, payroll because I can. Yep. It's not like that anymore, and I think that's you know. Kind of the way, you know, TNA is, is is failing because I just don't think they're able to generate, right. you know, the the financial funds they need to be able to pay these people. Well, I spoke I spoke to Mario last night at the fan fest, and we were talking about similar situations like that in wrestling. And I told him, I said, you know, back when you were wrestling from '84 to '92, there was no such thing as a guaranteed contract. So now they have them. I said Rey Mysterio was out of work, was out of wrestling two years, and was still getting paid. That's got to be a real big financial hit to any company. I don't care who it is. Right. I mean, that's like you not going to work, and you're still collecting a check every week. Right. And doing nothing. On the same token, if you're at work and you get hurt while at work, you get paid. It's called workman's time. Right. Ray Mysterio had a contract with the company. He was performing how they wanted to perform, the max they wanted to perform, and he gets hurt. Yeah, but you really think he was hurt that bad to be out two years? I mean, he figures, well, I'm I'm going to heal for six months. I'm getting paid anyway. Right. You know, why not just drag it out for another year and a half? Well, I think there has to be some type of medical documentation. I have to assume they have that in there, that he's got to see their doctors, and their doctors are not, we're, we're not clearing him to rest. Right. You know, um, some at some point the liability has to go on someone else. You, you, even in everyday life, you get what you get hurt at work. Right. They're not going to say, yeah, you know, I still don't feel them. My legs still bother me. Okay, we'll pay you for their symptoms. Right. No, they're going to make you go to a doctor mm-hmm. and get cleared, and they're going to send you to a doctor that they know, i.e., WWE doctor. Yep. Our sponsor Johnny K contacted me the other day and told me that Vader made an appearance on TNA. 
against, yes. against um, I did read that somewhere. Can't remember who it was, but I guess he's still under contract with TNA. And it's like if he's still under contract with TNA, where the hell's he been? I mean, Vader is a bona fide superstar in wrestling. Right. And why wouldn't he? I mean, if, a lot of what TNA does is TNA is kind of, yeah, they're a big, you know, quote-unquote big-name wrestling right. organization, but they still do a lot of it old school, where they pay you for your appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe his appearance fee is too high for what they want to pay. So they'll selectively, randomly use him right. when... Like Brock Lesnar. Right. Well, you show up on a couple... Well, couple yeah, days, he's got, he's got a guaranteed $259 million contract or whatever. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, a lot of the talent in Kenny, I mean, they pay their own flight. They pay for their own hotel. They don't get anything extra. They have to get their way to the show mm-hmm. where they're doing it. And then if they make the TV broadcast... They then get paid. If they don't, they just spent four hundred dollars on a round trip flight, two hundred dollars on their, you know, on a hotel, fifty bucks on a rental car. So they're out six hundred and fifty dollars. And you know the good thing about yesterday when I took the, as we called it, on the road with Mario Mancini, we happened to have an interesting conversation about what it was like on the road when he was wrestling back then. And he said to me, he "Goes, you know, Trish, he said, we used to have four guys to a hotel room. We'd take the mattresses off the box springs, put the mattresses on the floor. Two guys would sleep on the mattress, two guys would sleep on the box spring. He said, we'd have to pay for our own meals. We had to pay for our own transportation. He says, uh, I said, well, how did they pay you guys back in the day when you were wrestling? He said, Arnold Scola would come in the back room. And I uh, hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say, hey, screw it. He said, Arnold Scola used to come in the back room with one of those metal briefcases, open it up and say, okay, how much you need for the week? And he would give the guys how much they need for the week. Then at the end of their shows or performances, whatever they did, when they got their check, their check was how much they made plus subtracted how much they took for the week that they oh, needed. Wow. So, like, say you went back in there and they'd say, no, sir, how much you need? I'll give you 500 for the week. They'll give you 500 cash, and after you're done uh, competing in so many matches, you got your check, you would get your pay, and on your paycheck, it would be minus the $500 that you took, wow. and that's how much you would make for so I, I, always, I always assumed that these independent shows where they ran was, I mean, you're bigger, you're larger names that are probably have a guaranteed some money. Yeah. But I, I always imagine the guys in the mid to lower card wrestling basically got paid based on how much money was brought in. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you're know, you 5% of the game, you're 5% of the game, you're 5% of the game. Right. And then, you know, 100 bucks came in and they got 5 bucks each. Yep. You know, 1,000 bucks came in and they got 50 bucks each. Um, But from just interviews that we've done, a lot of these wrestlers did it just because they enjoyed doing it. They right. never did it for the money. Right, and that's what Mario was telling me. Mario said back when he was wrestling, he said a lot of people did it because they enjoyed it. Mario wrestled for eight years in the WWE, and he did it because that was his dream. He right. wanted to be a professional wrestler. And I said to him, how did you get the name Mario Mancini? He goes, well, he says, Tony Altamar, 
who trained him, known as the Stanford Stomper back in the day, said, your mother's maiden name is Mancini. That oh, okay. should be your last name. He says, and then he went through Guido, Tony, uh, Giuseppe, Antonio. He says, all the Italian names he went through. He says, ah, the hell with you. So we'll get Mario. He says, and that will be your name, Mario Mancini. And I said to him, I said, oh, okay. I said, so that's how you, uh... I said, so that's how you got the name Mario Mancini. He goes, yep. But, uh... But we had, like you said, you know, we had, had a really good time. I got to learn a lot from a lot of the people out there, how things work, you know. But one sad thing was Jim Ross. Well, the um, the Bell's palsy has really taken an effect on him. I mean, I saw him there at the VIP dinner, and I went over to him and I shook his hand and I said, you know, Jim, I said, I've been following wrestling since I was a little trivia. I said, and as far as I'm concerned, you are the greatest ring announcer of all time in wrestling. And then he looked at me and he thanked me and gave me a hug. But the Bell's palsy really took a number on him. Cause, I mean, the man can barely open his mouth to eat. Now, how is he as far as talking, though? Oh, you can understand him. Because there's, I mean, I mean we speculation that he may be um, possibly doing some announcing for GFW when it yeah. comes to TV. I mean, you can, uh, you can understand him when he talks. Oh, okay. You know, he, it's just that the one side of his mouth, you know, right. you can still do this and still talk out the side of your mouth and you can still understand what the guy's saying. What'd you say? Yeah, okay. But, uh, but like I said, I mean, he was at Jim Cornette was funny as hell. He did a one-man show. Um, it was pretty funny. Nice to see him. Eric Bischoff, I went over to Eric. I looked at him and I said, controversy creates cash. Yep. He says, you know it, brother. And, you know, Razor Ramon, Tony Atlas. It was just a who's who. I mean, Sabu, I finally got the opportunity to meet one of my all-time favorites, which was Jimmy Snooker. And um, he he looks damn good for 72 years old. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, he has a hard time walking. I mean, he can only do a super fly to leap off the middle rope now instead of the top rope. But he, uh, now, I mean, he's, I, I, I mean, I saw a promo that he, uh interview you did with a, a wrestler. His name just jumps out of my mind. Alex Porto? Yeah, um, and then Kimber Lee. Kimber Lee, yeah. Um, now he was mentioning how he was asked how he was going to be going after the championship that night. Yeah. Were any of these other, you know, people from the show actually going to be at that show yeah. that night also? Yep, that was JT Dunn. They call him the Juice, JT Dunn. He was going for the XWA championship against Warbeard Hanson, which was at which was in Cranston, Rhode Island, which I presume is right up the road from Providence. But there was a lot of people there, independent wrestlers. Uh, Dave Cole was there from the Dave Cole Dojo, a good friend of the Top Rope Reports. He, he was there. Um, but like I said, yeah, him and Kimberly, or Kimber Lee, uh, were are very big, very big names on the independent circuit. Right. They've had, they've hold, held multiple championships. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet KT Dunn when I did my very first ring announcing job for Extremely Talented Wrestling in Bristol, he was on a tag team, and I happened to introduce him. I got their match, and very talented wrestler, and I wouldn't be surprised if you might see him on Raw sometime. You know, yeah. he's a young and up-and-comer, very talented. Same thing with Kimberly. You might see her as a diva. You never, you know, you never right. know. Right. But, 
Like I said, it was, a, it was a great time. Looking forward to going again next year. Like I said, we're going to save up all our pennies and get our table. But next year, I want to use. I want to get a video camera. I want to get a microphone. You know, I took a lot of pictures and videos with my phone. And halfway through the thing, I had to run downstairs. I had to run down to my suitcase to get my charger because my phone died. I couldn't do this. I had to do a. I wanted to take the speech for Mario Mancini, which came out okay. He wants me to send it to him, but uh, so next year we're not going to have to worry about that problem. We're going to have a banner. Um, I'm looking to get T-shirts. Uh, I want to get, um, you know, we'll have our business cards there, obviously. Pictures, you know, sign them. Five bucks, here you go. You're all set, you know. And, you know, so it's going to be a great time. I'm definitely looking forward to the Fan Fest again next year. Well, excellent, excellent. <clears throat> So what else we got on the agenda here? Um, well, you got I the mean, top ten. Well, we've already got to like six or seven. Okay, right I went through one. Um, I said I scratched it off while we were. Sorry. Um, back to talking about. <laughs> now we've been talking about how a lot of the pay-per-views over this past year have been underwhelming, right. if not piss poor. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a worse episode of Raw ever, pretty close to ever, than the one that was just past Monday. Well, I didn't get a chance to see it because I had to go to work, but I will be watching the whole Raw tomorrow night, so I'm off of work tomorrow night, so I'll get a chance to watch but it. But it was recap of what happened. It almost reminded you, or reminded me, of like a pay-per-view pre-show. There was very, very little action. It was all promos or recapture what happened the week before and this and that. But the one thing that did happen was Brock Lesnar got taken out right. by the reunited authority yep. of, you know, Kane, um, Jamie Noble, and Joy Mercury yep. with Seth Rollins. Right. How does that... What's WWE's thinking by making Rock this, you know, beast incarnate looking mortal? I don't know, but I know somebody's going to get their ass kicked. I mean, Seth Rollins and Kane, I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Lesnar come out and started going through that thing that caused him to get a suspension again. Because the first thing is you always take the big dog out first. And I really believe somebody's in for a serious beating. If not Kane, Seth Rollins. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't care who you are, what organization you're in, what federation you're in. Brock Lesnar is, Brock Lesnar, in my opinion, is the most dangerous man in wrestling. I believe, in my opinion, you wrestling fans of. Take it away next, sir. Yeah, well, want to uh, wish the best of health and recovery to Tyson Kidd. Yep. Um, he had successful neck surgery, um, estimated time till he can even resume any wrestling activities is about 14 months. I guess so. Well, Hart's pretty pissed at Samoa Joe about that. Well, yeah, he, he whatever. I mean, Bret Hart's Bret Hart. I understand he's a little pissed off, but this is a move that Samoa Joe has been doing for a very, 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 very long time. Um, 
but accidents do happen. Yep. You know, um, I remember, you know, um, Owen Hart giving uh, Steve Austin a power driver and didn't have his head set properly in between his legs, so his head nailed the mat, and did he bitch and scream about that? No. You know, once again, it's a sanctioned move that WWE had authorized for him to use, and, you know, unfortunately, he got hurt. That's why I tell a lot of people, you know, sometimes some of the things that they work on in wrestling don't always work out the way they're supposed to, and you do get hurt. Right, right. Um, and then you look on the other side where um, um, Mr. Anderson, Ken Anderson, had to leave the WWE because he was told not to do a certain move, and he did said certain move on Randy Orton, which right. was... You know his his inevitable downfall of WWE. Um, Jamie Noble, as we did mention, did receive three broken ribs. For those of you that were watching Raw and was wondering what happened with Jamie Noble and why the camera never went back to him, because he was being attended to by the doctors and taken out of the arena on a stretcher. Um, and it's 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 kind of weird to me that they're actually having him getting into all these physical altercations because it was injuries that took him out of wrestling. Right. Um, he was never ever going to be the biggest wrestler, but he was, I mean, he could easily have been a Zack Ryder, somebody in a low card that, that could often be in matches, you know, uh, um, Keith Slater, you know, somebody like that. You know, we mentioned before about Dolph Ziggler re-signing, and somewhere along the line, I have read on one of these reports, but Dolph Ziggler signed mid-card? No, 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 they, they, they said he, one of the comments that I read were, alluding to him resigning is, oh, you just signed your mid-card contract. Because any time the team Dolph Ziggler gets put on the cusp and ready to go over, he gets knocked back down. Oh, uh, okay. Times. I was about to say, he's far from mid-card. Right. Um, and one of the last things that I you know, I wanted to talk about is tough enough. Okay. Um, I don't know if you are able to see the episode this past Tuesday, um, but I was able to, I watched the first, you know, the season premiere. Um, was it a great show? No. Was it a horrible show? No. You know, it could have been a little better, maybe. <clears throat> the format of it is a little weird to me. It, it's viewed live, but then they have taped segments of their competition and stuff like that. Right. Um, so they can always uh, edit up this, edit up that, do that, do this, make people look better, make people look worse. So they're still able to persuade viewers, depending on how you're going to portray right. each of the um, competitors. But I'm just going to run down the list of, th- of the 13 competitors that started. Um, one, of, one of the guys, I want to make a point, one of the guys that was tra- that's been training at Mario Mancini's wrestling school in East Haven was a contestant on Tough Enough. Unfortunately, he was caught. Mario was telling me last night he couldn't believe he didn't make it. Okay, so there, Alexander, I'm going to hope I pronounce the last name right. Alexander Freaky, or Freaky, um, Amanda Sacamano, Daria Berenado, Diana Delgren, Gabby Castrovinci, Georgia Piscina, Hank Avery Jr. How did he get in there? Joshua Brettel. Bradle, Madama Abdelhamid, Patrick Clark Jr., mm-hmm. Sarah Lee, 
not the baker. Tanner Saracino, and then Zamira Lupi, better known as ZZ. Now, is that the Tough Enough roster or the League of Nations? No, that's, that's the Tough Enough And roster. that Gabriella girl, I believe, is from 17 Connecticut. I believe so. That can't yeah. be, yeah. I believe she's the one from Connecticut, so um, I'm wishing her all the best. There's three trainers, um, Lita, Booker T., and Billy Gunn. Yep. And then there's three judges who... Daniel Bryan, Hulk Hogan, and... Page. Page. Um, no surprise to me that Page, so young in the WWE, yeah. was one of the judges, but I guess she's a fresh face of the Divas division. Yeah, and she's probably just doing the judging for the Divas. I mean, I don't know why Page would be the judging for the male competitors. Right, right. So, one contestant, this is the basic rules. One contestant will be eliminated each week. Each week, the judges will nominate their bottom three contestants. Viewers will then vote over a commercial break to keep their favorite of the bottom three in the competition. Right. The one that gets the lowest amount of votes is eliminated right then and there. Um, each judge gets one consistency per season, which after watching this episode, they have to determine before they announce which of the three contestants are going home as to whether or not they will use their save or not. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that if one of the wrestlers, one of the contestants in there is somebody that they may want to save their elimination, they have to say it right then and there. But, and then at the end, viewers will decide which male and female will win a $250,000 WWE contract. So they all can't suck at the same time. Right. Okay. Well, then now, right away... When you look at that aspect of it, mm-hmm. you're going to give some fresh-faced newbie a $250,000 contract for one year, and they're going to make more money than probably some of the talents they already have on their roster. But what happened to the guy that won tough enough last year? Never developed. You know, they, they get a chance to go. Did they pay him? They, yeah. they yeah. gave him the contract and never yeah. competed, I believe. Well, but you still get that money. Oh, I understand, but you never hear anything more about him. But that's the thing is you're, you're, okay, you're auditioning for a job. Right. Okay, you go and you get hired based on how you perform in your audition or in a real life, in an interview. You go in there and after a month they realize you suck and you can't do your job. You know what? They're not going to use you anymore. Well, let the fans know. They know he's not on TV. They know. I thought you might still be down in the uh, developmentals. Or... But, but as uh, I'm not sure if this is generally referring to, but Hank Avery Jr. was the first one. Yeah, this was, this was uh, last year's tough enough. The guy Andy. Oh, I thought you were talking about this. No. Some guy, some guy Andy, long hair, tall guy. He was uh, in the finals. He got picked. Vince McMahon came out and, you know, Stone Cold made the choice and picked Andy. And Vince McMahon's like, well, I don't think that was a great move. And Vince McMahon slugged him and the guy fell down and, but it's like all of a sudden you never hear any more about him. The guy no, I thought you said the guy from Mario Mancini School. Oh, the guy from Mario Mancini School was eliminated this year on Tough Enough. He was he put in a video and was eliminated from Tough Enough. And Mario and I were talking about it last night. He goes, I can't believe that guy didn't make it. So he was he was Hank. No, he wasn't Hank. So he wasn't a contestant. He he sent out a video or whatever. No, he was a contestant. There's 13 contestants for the Tough Enough. Well, he was one of the ones that were going... Right, that's what I mean. Right. He didn't make the, didn't make the contestant. Right. right, okay. I misunderstood, right. Um, but I already do have a favorite. Okay. And her name is Sarah Lee. Um, she, uh, she's... I think she's going to... She's my pick to win the female side of it. 
Okay. Um, I think this Abby girl from Connecticut, um, Southern Connecticut, actually is all talk and mostly bullshit. Okay. Well, we wish you all the best of luck. Um, the guys, I still haven't really narrowed down. They got a couple, you know, big heads in there, and you know, this one guy Tanner um, outperformed everybody in, in in the competitions that they had, and kind of is making it known that he's the man to beat. Yeah, it's on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's on Tuesday night. So. Uh, I'll have to watch it. I, um, didn't wa- I didn't watch it last week. I'll, uh, I'll try and give a you know report every week um, from here to the end of the competition. Um, so. Okay. Well, yeah, and the other thing is, did you see um, Doink the Crown's family is suing the WWE? Really? Um, I believe he wound up committing suicide or something happened um, last year, and they're they're. Wow, what my mind just went blank. They're claiming that it was due to repetitive head trauma that caused him to go psychosomatic and, you know, unfortunately ending his life. And we've heard a lot about and that. You know, I think it's a lot has to do with them following suit with all those former NFL players right. in the NFL. You know what, folks? This is my little editorial. It's bullshit. You know what job you're getting into. If you're a cement mixer and concrete floor, you know what? You may get cement out of your fucking shoes. Don't sue the company because you ruined a pair of boots. Right. You know, you're a professional football player. You know what? Yeah, you have a helmet, but you're going in to tackle people at 20 miles an hour, full head of steam. You're going to get a head injury. You're a professional wrestler. You're in wrestling entertainment. You jump, you bounce, you get bruised, you do headbutts. You're going to get hurt. If you don't want to get hurt, be a fucking lawyer. Right. You don't want to get hurt, be an accountant. You don't want to get hurt, you know, be a secretary. Mm-hmm. If, you know, you're taking things in your in your life, climbing scaffoldings and building buildings and skyscrapers, right. you know what? Your family shouldn't sue if you happen, happen to get hurt. Well, my, my take on that is I don't think so much it's, the aspect of them suing because they got hurt. I think they're suing for the aspect that the WWE isn't taking better measures to try and prevent it. But like CM Punk said, this isn't ballet. Right. It's not. I mean, you know what you're getting into. Can you take steps to try and prevent that from happening as often as it is? Yeah, make them a ring announcer or or an in-ring reporter. That's it. If you want to be a professional wrestler... You need to perform in the ring. Yep. You need to jump off the top rope with a flying headbutt. You need to suplex somebody. You need to body slam somebody. Is everything perfect 100% of the time? No. There may be times instead of landing on your shirt on your back, you land on your table and you can't sit down for a couple of days. But that's the business you chose to go into. Yep. And I guarantee you there are millions of wrestlers that are on the independent scene that, you know what? will take that spot that that wrestlers want because they may get a little headache from being bumped and bruised. You know what? Those other, all those guys at WrestleFest, you know what they'd say? Fuck you. I'll take that spot. Yep. Exactly. Guaranteed. And that was the Nubster's editorial. We thank you for that, Greg. So on behalf of the Nubster, Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio saying we'll see you 2 p.m. next week. Thank you. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.